0: Can I upload my soul to the cloud? Is there a knife sharp enough to cut through this dimension and into the next? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This
1: Paranormal Life! Yo, and
0: welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday we investigate a different paranormal tale, case or claim and get to the bottom of of whether it's truly paranormal or not. As always, you're joined by myself, Mr. Kit Grimelvena, professional like. paranormal investigator, and this guy across from me, Mr. Roy Pars. How are you doing, today, oh, Roy?
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm fired up today. I'm ready feel to go. It. Couple a couple Red Bulls by your feet there. A couple yerba mates. Usually, you know, we have to record this podcast at, at the, in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. in the darkness, under the shadows. But today. What, when are we recording this? Midday. Midday, we're recording this. Because
0: our doctors said um, your blood pressure is dangerously high. You cannot afford to get that excited uh, during the middle of the day. You gotta wait till you're sleepy. We're kind of
1: like some sort of mutant from X Men. It was incredible that he could even speak because of the chokehold I had him in during the meeting. It was, uh, I just wanted to assert my dominance over him and show him that I was, I'm a young pup. If I can kill the doctor, that makes me stronger and smarter than him. And at
0: the start of every podcast, I have to say, Rory, you are dominant. You are more dominant than me. Please do not put me in a chokehold again. And you say, okay, you are spared this week. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're fired up for a new investigation? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. This week's episode is a weird one. So often our cases can be easily categorized, Rory. Whether it's a ghost story, hunting down a cryptid, a UFO case. Mm, And (laughs) uh, And let's face it, most of these can be lumped into being straight up not real. Yeah. But today's case is strange. More strange than most this paranormal life investigations. And I
1: have to say, it, it got under my skin a little bit. Ooh, these are the stories I, I like. The ones that freak out the freaks. <laughs> the next
0: level. This is the freak circus that the freaks from the other freak circus across town go to on the <laughs> weekends.
1: It's like a guy with five ears and, and one enormous red eye being like, look at that monster.
0: The The guys who work at the freak circus, they go to a different circus to just see like salary men
1: yeah, working office jobs they're like
0: look at those disgusting bastards how do they do it we're on the Isle of Wight in 1973 just under 50 years ago somewhere we haven't been for a while it was a spring afternoon and a seven year old girl who will give the pseudonym Fay was playing in the woods with her friend a little boy who will also give a name to stop his identity getting out Rory do you want to give us a name for the day
1: uh, Michael. Michael. Like I said. Billy. What? I, I went off Michael. Let's go Billy.
0: Okay. So Michael was a
1: like... No, let's go Michael. I changed my mind. Michael's good. Yeah. I think
0: Michael, it's kind of like biblical. It's a strong name. Yeah. Um, nothing really wrong with it. Not too offensive. Uh, Anyway, so like I said, they were playing in the woods nearby the town of Sandon, exploring the trees and their surroundings, when all of a sudden they looked at each other. They both heard something odd and were reading each other's expression to see if they were imagining it. But no, it was real alright. They said it was a bit like an ambulance siren in the distance. A weird wailing noise. They decided to follow the sound. First through a hedge, then across a green, where it kept getting louder. And lastly, into a swampy meadow, where immediately the wailing stopped and all was silent. They continued walking over a footbridge over a small river, wondering what happened to the source of the sound. Then out of nowhere, what looked like a hand with three fingers in a blue glove appeared and grabbed a post on the bridge. What? After that, what the kids called a strange figure emerged. Why are you talking so calmly? It, it seems like things are going really ro- weird here. Some kind of humanoid stepped out from under the bridge and stared back at the children. They were so astonished by what they were seeing, they didn't run in fear, but stayed entirely still before walking towards this being. (laughs) Wow. Got lost control of the font
1: there. Oh my God. (laughs) All right, for those listening at home, uh, Kit is reading his research notes. Turn the page and the font just went to size 100. (laughs) We're getting uh,
0: three or four words per page here, folks.
1: All caps
0: locked. This is going to take a while. The kid said, quote, It was nearly seven feet tall and had no neck, for its head appeared to be wedged straight onto its shoulders. It wore a yellow pointed hat, which interlocked with the red collar of a tattered green tunic. A round black knob was affixed to the top of its hat, and a wooden antenna were attached either side.
1: What is going on this here? This is
0: like some pinocchio seven
1: foot (laughs) jacked nba looking pinocchio usually when we do a story that involves a creature presumably from another planet you've broken the rules of storytelling (laughs) there's usually you know we we meet the people they go into the woods they hear a strange noise there's some fog some ominous sounds yeah this pinocchio looking mother is just on just hanging out Luring children into a swamp like he, Shrek. It's like
0: an NPC in an RPG. He's just hanging out, giving up quests to young travelers. <laughs> the way the way you're telling it as well is like that everyone is fine with this situation. Yeah. Well, I think that's a product of it being kids. They're, they, they're not worried about the paranormal. They're just like, chill. I mean, I met my uncle for the first time the other day. So I guess this is a different <laughs> type of uncle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, this is the problem with uh, raising kids in the modern day. Mm. Oh, don't trust the guy with the candy in the white van. Yeah. Oh, beware of him, kids. Oh, but sure, go into the swamp and talk to the 12-foot sock puppet. No one warns you about the sock puppet. He's too weird. Yeah. This is the, oh, These poor children.
0: The quote-unquote face had triangular markings where eyes should be. A brown square for a nose and motionless yellow lips. Other round markings were on its paper white cheeks and a fringe of red hair fell onto its forehead. Wooden slats protruded from its sleeves and from below its white trousers.
1: I hope at some point we have like an artist illustration of this because there's so many just shapes alone being mentioned in this description. I'm, I'm really struggling yeah. here.
0: Cuboid hat, isosceles, triangle, <laughs> Beard. Looking down to the floor, they saw that just like on its hands, its feet had only three toes each. Two. Okay. I do have an artist interpretation for you. Thank right? Christ.
1: Okay, good. What do you think of this? All right. Wow. Okay. All right. This is and isn't as weird as I thought it was going to be. Sure. Um. In my head, I was thinking of something like uh, the Pokemon Greninja. Mixed with, mixed with a court jester yeah this is a lot more human looking than uh, initially described in terms of the proportions of the mm-hmm. body it has you know legs it has a torso I mean, he's
0: got trousers for god's sake a he's wearing hat.
1: pants um but of course yeah the uh, the hands and the feet those velociraptor claws really sort of uh, differentiate it from from uh, creatures that i've known to exist it does have shapes for a face. Yeah. Tra- is cool. Triangle eyes. A square nose. Division signs for cheeks. <laughs> um, and an antenna. Similar to Tingle from The Legend of Zelda. I guess he does re-
0: resemble some
1: sort of... Um... Why does he have a microphone? <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> we'll he get there. <laughs> that's what have seen quite enough. <laughs> it's <all their> microphone <laughs> and a little boombox.
0: I hadn't mentioned that yet, actually. Yeah, his face does resemble the kind of creature that might be teaching children maths. What's the deal
1: with swamp food, am I right, kids?
0: (laughs) Ah! They beat him to death with a
1: stick. The the crazy thing about swamp people, you know, you got the the people with with the circle eyes and you got the people with the triangle eyes and the people with the triangle eyes are always like, hey... I can't, even, what's, I can't even see you over there, what's going on? You sting! Hey, watch it, watch it, watch it. I do have a ray gun and I'm inclined to
0: use it, so... He presses the boombox and it has audience applause noises.
1: <laughs> really low res though, it sounds terrible. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thanks for coming here tonight. Uh, I am going to eat you, the child. I'm going to eat the children. I do do that after the gigs. Completely silently,
0: it revealed a large book it had been holding, then immediately started fumbling with it and dropped the book in the river. Faye and Michael said that it was almost like a clown. It was splashing around in the river, trying desperately to pick the book back up again. Oh man. As soon as it snatched the book back up, it jumped out of the river onto the bank, hopping around with its legs up high as if it was in low gravity. What? The being then made straight for a small windowless metal hut they hadn't noticed until now, where it disappeared inside. Faye and Michael looked at each other again. Clearly this time they were definitely not imagining anything. And I'm proud of them for this. They decided to just leave. Thank God. We're seven. We're too young for whatever this is. I need a juice box and a snack. Not a paranormal experience. It's going to scar me for the rest of my life.
1: This is the nice thing about something like this happening to kids. You know, if this had happened to an adult, an adult thinks, uh, I've never seen this before. Mm -hmm. This is something from another universe. Mm -hmm. I must pursue it. Mm -hmm. With a child, if you're seven years old, maybe you just think, I'm, I'm too young for this, I don't, maybe that's like a 15 year old thing, maybe that's like an 18 year old thing, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is yet, but
0: I'm... all I know is it's not as good as Fortnite, <laughs> so I'm going home. <laughs> but they only got several meters away when they heard something behind them which made them turn around. The being had returned, it was standing, staring at them, and in one of its three fingered hands it held what looked like a microphone, connected to a small box it held in the other hand, without moving. The wailing siren sound was back, only now so loud that the kids became terrified. It was a haunting, screeching, wailing sound, and they started to turn and run. Just then, the noise stopped completely, and despite it being dozens of meters away, they could hear it speak perfectly clearly. Hello, are you still here? They stopped running. And deciding that the being seemed friendly enough, they started walking back towards it. Seeing the children walk towards it, it pulled out the book again, the one that fell in the river, and began writing in it. It turned the book towards Faye and Michael for them to read. But the scrawl didn't make any sense, it was just a jumble of words in no order. The children came closer, and then the being started pointing to words, one after the other, in the same order, over and over and over. The kids worked out that it was like pointing out a sentence.
1: Ah, right. I am all colors. Sam, hello, and I am all colors. Sam, Sam. repeating himself there a little, but it's fine. It's his first day.
0: At this point, he, oh if you turned <laughs> up on a planet and you didn't know how the system worked, <laughs> the book would probably fall out of your hands. <laughs> you turn up on an alien planet, and it they they write in like <laughs> flubber. <laughs> Flubber just zooming around your f-ing room, bouncing off all the walls. They're like, dude, what are you
1: doing? <laughs> write a message for us. Why don't you? Yeah, I show up and it's like, all right, let me show you how it's done. I can communicate day one. and They hand you like a pile of goo. You are like, do I do I write in the goo? Do I eat the goo? I, I don't understand what I'm doing here. I didn't even bring batteries for the boom box.
0: It's like whenever we uh, investigated the Galactic 12 going to a distant planet in another galaxy and Very en- true. encountered an alien race and uh, i believe the alien race simply evacuated their bowels by like touching some sort of spirit cube right um, yeah, yeah. and the humans tried to do it and just shot themselves <laughs> so these are the kind of things that you don't think about but would happen on an alien planet at this point he i guess sam started talking again but the children were confused and fascinated because his yellow lips did not move when he talked. Instead, he remained totally still and a distorted sound came from his mouth. They started to ask him questions.
1: Are you a man? No. Are you human? No. Are you a ghost? Well, not really, but I am in all sort of way. What are you then? You know. Your name is Sam. You said your name is Sam. Are you alone? There are more like me on Earth. We are scared of people. We stay away. They will hurt us. But if they attack me, I won't fight back.
0: He then got up and started walking away towards the hut. Then he turned
1: and said, Follow me. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> do not follow the court jester into the swamp machine. <laughs> I mean... This is the intergalactic version of the white van. (laughs) Don't don't go in it.
0: He crawled through a tiny space in the side of the hut, and the children followed him easily. No! Once inside, they could see it was large, made up of two floors. The walls were green and covered in dials. He explained that he survived by drinking water from the river and by eating berries. He then took a berry, put it in his ear... Where it rolled around to his eye socket, where he examined the berry, and, and then it rolled down to his mouth, where he ate it.
1: This sounds like this could have been a normal man at one point who <laughs> went into the swamp, drank swamp water, and ate forest berries. This Until is just... his eyes turned to triangles. <laughs> and this is just what he is now. Yeah,
0: it is like something from uh, Legend of Zelda, you know, the children that get lost in the woods become (laughs) a f***ed up forest being. The kids couldn't work out why he did this. Was this a trick? Was he testing the toxicity of the berry before eating it? The children sat and talked with this being for at least half an hour, asking him about his world and himself, before eventually saying goodbye and leaving the hut for good. On their way home, they talked about their very strange afternoon. And when they got to their respective homes, they didn't say a word to anyone. The only reason we know about this story is because Faye cracked two weeks later when she told her dad, who in the documentation about this case is referred to as Mr. Y. So they seem to be protecting people's identity, none right. of names are, are real. That's a good sign. She unfolded the entire bizarre story to her dad, who thought the whole thing was hilarious, just a child's wild imagination. He basically ruffled her hair and said, that's nice, dear, and got on with his day. But Faye became extremely upset and couldn't understand why no one believed her. This started to pull the threads of Mr. Y's doubts. What if something did happen that day? Even if it wasn't exactly what she described happening? The only way to find out was to talk to Michael. Mr. Y found this difficult. He was a quiet boy and he didn't want to talk. But eventually Mr. Y was astonished to hear the boy confirm everything his own daughter had said. Ooh, that's creepy. Whatever happened? They both truly believed it. This was when Mr. Y went to the experts. He contacted the British UFO Research Association with the story, who reported it in their journal that year. I would kind of love to see what their office looks like yeah me too like is that are you if you work in an office building in london and you know you work for an f- insurance company you go for a smoke break is one of the other floors in that building the ufo research association association i'm, I'm gonna
1: assume probably not <laughs> i'm gonna assume also they're probably not too far from the swamp <laughs> that uh is under investigation yeah that would be cool though i remember um uh the the company that i worked for when i moved to london they were originally on the same building as like you know all those cool dot-com businesses so it was like them my uh, myspace had like a whole floor to themselves sure it'd be great if it was you know in jeeves
0: ask the ask jeeves <laughs> yeah. he just had a floor to himself just
1: him he was a maniac it was like wolf of wall street <laughs> But yeah, I'd love it if just like a whole office building in Silicon Valley was dedicated to paranormal investigation. That would be great.
0: I would love to create the first, uh, the world's first unicorn paranormal business. Yeah, where we can hire all the top talent in, in the world of the paranormal. That would be great, wouldn't it? And I'll wear Patagonia vests and flounce around Silicon Valley.
1: Wow! And we can do like. Um like apple do and do like a like a yearly live stream where we announce all of our findings and stuff yeah, and yeah. it could be like a moving <laughs> camera and i'll do I'll, I'll be rehearsed on a teleprompter and i could be like it's been, it's been a great, great year, year for the paranormal we've yeah. made a number of incredible discoveries uh through our passionate staff here at the commune which is what we'll obviously call it even though it's like a beautiful friggin building it's incredible uh, we can announce all the products we're doing all the cryptids that we've caught I like it. I That's think it's got really potential. nice.
0: And one more thing. For the first time in history, why are you <laughs> We're bringing you the bigfoot in all of his glory. They unveil a, a <laughs> cage on wheels with the Sasquatch thrashing about inside. Sh- share prices go through the roof. <laughs> I don't know what we're selling. I <laughs> <What>, his fur? <laughs> I don't know. We are going to use his
1: DNA. To create a military army of Sasquatch. <laughs> now, live on stream, I will drink, drink the beast blood. blood. Cut the camera. Cut the camera. <laughs> this, this wasn't part of the tech rehearsal. I think he's going off, he's we went off script with him.
0: He said, please give us all your knives. You can't cut the beast.
1: <laughs> give us all your knives? <laughs> he promised me before the live stream he'd given us all of his knives. And yet here we are. Knife in hand. I like to think that uh, Tim Cook of Apple
0: also has a knife problem. (laughs) He's just, they have to, he's like flicking a
1: butterfly knife right before they go live. He's like, is that Tim? Is that the last one? He's like, yeah. yeah." Why do you have that umbrella? It's not raining outside. Is that a, is that a sword umbrella? No, we we live in California. There's no need for an umbrella, Tim. Why don't you come and take it and you find out whether it's a sword (laughs) umbrella or not. Well, all right. It's obviously a sword umbrella then. You would threaten me with a real umbrella. (laughs) Imagine something, a a visibly mad CEO that you can't get rid of. Well, it's a fine line, isn't it, with CEOs of companies? Because it's like, you know, a lot of the CEOs, they like to have that kind of cliche manly office where it's like a freaking rifle up on the the board or, you know, like an old, old Civil War relic or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, they they killed a hundred men with these bad boys back in the day. But uh, there's a fine line. Between, you know, just having a couple bits of memorabilia sure. and having an arsenal, having a, a gun wall in your office. It gives <laughs> off a bad vibe. You're like, oh yeah, it's it's
0: it's really really nice Civil War uh relic. Um what about the AR-15 in your hands though? Is that also <laughs> used in the war? They haven't even released this yet. I have a deal with a man. <laughs> he gives me future weapons. <laughs> I have a deal with a time travel.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest.
0: Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now...
1: We're saying they can
0: get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together.
1: Give it a shot. And whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Paranormal Life.
0: So that's right, the British UFO Research Association reported this story in their journal that year. They printed it with artist interpretations, like the one I showed you, Mm -hmm. um, of Sam and lots of different potential paranormal ideas, but they were also interested in something else. Mr. Y, Faye's dad, actually had a UFO sighting in the same area a couple of years before this story took place. Okay. One night, he was driving to the next town over to visit a friend, when he saw a low-flying aircraft, covered in lights, speed past and fly over the swamplands nearby. He stopped the car and watched as it hovered over the swamp, a ring of lights glowing in a sphere. He said it was, quote, like a big red cherry. For the rest of his drive, he was able to watch it travel back and forth across the sky in his rear view mirror, and he never got to the bottom of what happened that day. This throws up a new possibility. Does it make the kid's story more believable, knowing that there was already UFO activity in the swamp area? Or is it like Mr. Y said and that his own story might have excited his daughter into believing strange paranormal things from a young age? It's kind of weird for him to be so
1: skeptical of his daughter's tale and then for for, for, for them to be like, but dad, didn't you say a couple of years ago you saw it? Well, well, that was a different, that was a different case. Well, well, aliens are pretty damn
0: real, (laughs) Faye. Uh, Not this kind of (laughs) Pinocchio MC character that you seem to have run into. little far-fetched, don't you think?
1: (laughs) Didn't you say yours was a floating cherry?
0: Listen, (laughs) we don't know where cherries come from. They're very expensive and very delicious. They're not of this world, Faye. He said, I get the impression that Faye was taken into a bubble of alien reality created by this strange personage. There was a bunch of explanations for how this happened. Could this have been maybe a shared hallucination? Were both the kids just lying? Or did it really happen? But Sam the humanoid was maybe a deliberate hoax. Mm. Or Rory, was it really paranormal? Was Sam a ghost, an alien, an interdimensional traveler that just stopped off? Oh, that was a this was a question. <laughs> I thought that was. These are not rhetorical, rhetorical. <laughs> my friend. We are live
1: in front of oh, the UFO British Research Association. Uh, i, I always—I find this really strange that he. Referred to himself as Sam, and then was very adamant about not having a name. You know, that's pretty weird.
0: Yeah, that's. Everything. He said he was
1: Sam twice. I think it was the only thing he repeated <laughs> himself on.
0: Yeah, it, it, you make a good point. Do you think he was able to write in that book? Is it possible this was an alien who found a book and he was just like learning English on the fly and was just pointing
1: to the words that were there? I don't know. I mean, he dropped the thing in a, in swamp water, so any normal book would have been presumably pretty destroyed by the time he got it out. That's which sounds true. like it took forty five minutes with his three fingered hands to get out of the swamp.
0: I know what you mean the whole way through this story. Sam, let's call him, has been because he called himself Sam. has been.
1: <laughs> We're not throwing darts in the dark here.
0: <laughs> well, then went on to say he isn't Sam, so. But it, I know you mean it does come across a little like someone who gave away his identity and was like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. My name isn't Sam. Well, <laughs> yeah. what is your name then? I don't have one. Yeah. Uh, anyway,
1: watch me eat this berry. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>.
0: <laughs> this is how they do things on my planet. <laughs> on Sam's planet. Anyone's planet. <laughs> who knows whose planet it is? His little uh boombox is like, finding directions
1: to planet Sam. <laughs> no, no. Why would I want to go to planet Sam? He tries to turn it off, hits a button, calls his friends. Everything all right, Sam? Stop! <laughs> Everyone stop saying my You don't know a, that, Sam. <laughs> all right, get out, kids. Get the f out of here. A bit. Bring in the next ones. <laughs> yeah, bring in the next kids. <laughs> he starts wailing again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Trying to attract them. He's like, ooh. All right, here they come. I'm just going to keep things chill, keep things brief. Don't tell them who I am, who what's going who on are here. You? Sam! Duff! Oh! Jesus!
0: Nice to meet you, Sam.
1: No! <laughs> Send in the next ones! <laughs> the next ones are like, we heard you yell, Sam, from over there. <laughs> You're so loud. He's smoking at this point.
0: A stupid planet. Fuck stupid human names.
1: Yeah, it's a, it is a very human name for an alien.
0: This is the thing. All the way through this, he's exhibited a confusing combination of both alien and human characteristics from his trousers which are very human to his three toes which are very much not human
1: yeah from
0: his triangle eyes and the way he eats berries through to he has red hair apparently it's very hard to reconcile the image that we have of sam is he the most f***ed up human we've ever talked about on this paranormal life or is he uh, the most human-like alien cryptid we've ever seen
1: yeah it it seems weird to me though for an alien to go to such lengths to appear human at mm-hmm. least have some sort of a human form but then just overlook you know the smaller details like eyes and mouth and nose you yeah. know he's like he's yeah, got the yeah, human yeah. body he's like boom yeah f- Got, I got hands. How many fingers do they have? Don't care. I've got my hands. Um, I've got my legs, got my torsos, got my t- square nose, button eyes. It's like you're so close to just being a human if they're really that intelligent. Why wouldn't he just appear as a human? I mean, we've talked
0: on the podcast before about in history, whenever humans first interacted with, say, exotic animals like rhinos, elephants, lions, and giraffes. The artist's interpretations that circulated in places like London at that point in history of these animals are hilarious. Yeah. Go and look them up because they just had Indiana Jones basically explaining to them what a rhino looked like and they had to guess (laughs) and draw it. So maybe this is the intergalactic equivalent where... Sam was going on a mission to Earth and only one guy on his planet had ever seen a human. Right. And he was like, hey, describe it just to me in five minutes and I'll put together a costume so I'll, I'll blend in when I get there. Yeah. And they were like, eh, f- and there's a hole here, a hole here. You put your berries in your ears <laughs> and I think there's a couple digits on their mitts.
1: The guy I met was called Sam, so just go <laughs> with that. We'll call you Sam. Uh, that's a, re- uh, okay, I can get on board with that.
0: Now interestingly, as a curveball piece to this story, Mr. Y claims that in part of Faye's story about meeting Sam, she says that two workmen actually passed by this whole situation as she was communicating with Sam, but that it was like they couldn't see him. What? Does that mean that this story is pure imagination from Faye's mind? Or that he is some kind of ghost? or some type of being that can choose who sees him and who doesn't.
1: That's nuts, isn't it? To have witnesses who almost aren't witnesses?
0: Yeah, like people who should have been there, and can somehow verify that Faye was in the swamp at that time, but can't verify that Sam was there. Yeah. Very confusing picture. This is tough. This is really tough. I think this really raises kind of an interesting problem that's come up a lot in this paranormal life. Can we trust children's stories in the paranormal? The British UFO Research Association with this journal uh, pointed out that whether we like it or not, a lot of sightings and paranormal events do start with kids, even ones we've covered before. Very true. But it
1: sometimes makes it hard to believe what they're saying. It does. It's hard to interrogate a child as well. A lot of the more ruthless tactics that I enforce (laughs) in my day-to-day paranormal investigation just don't fly with a child. Mostly. The hitting,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> the hitting—you call it. That's what you call right. it when you worked in Guantanamo Bay. Uh,
1: you just—you can't enforce those tactics on uh, on young kids. It doesn't do much. Doesn't my do much.
0: my personal favorite was—you um you know—some would say a little over dramatic, but I, I was always a fan of the kind of Mission Impossible style. You tie the kid to a chair, and then you hang—you open the hanger of one of those military airplanes, and you hang the chair off the edge of the airplane and you're like
1: tell me who you work for yeah tell me what you know and they're screaming looking down ten thousand feet to earth Wah! the problem is it's not a lot of purchase with a child not that much to grab onto so we've actually lost more uh throughout that process than we've actually gained information yeah
0: but we're not animals we give them a little life raft so that when they do land, when they do land in the middle of the indian ocean yeah they have a chance they're totally fine of getting back
1: we are mostly over uh, land when it takes place. But oh, at the very really? least, the craft will cushion their fall as they explode on impact. It, it, it's difficult.
0: That's it's why difficult. we left the military. We haven't talked about it much, mostly <laughs> due to the NDAs. The point stands interrogation tactics cannot be used on children. It's true. So Rory, imagine you work in that office building with Ask Jeeves and the British UFO Research Association and you're 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 at the desk job that day and this case lands upon your desk and you've got to decide whether this deserves more investigation, deserves resources, whether you think it's real or not. Do you think that Sam the Clown,
1: Sam the Ghost Clown is a real paranormal case? The fact that he can be called Sam the Ghost Clown, the Space Clown, the Swamp Clown... <laughs> Um, we have such a such a loose grasp on what he is as an entity or really what any of his goals were. Uh, he didn't abduct the children. He didn't really seem to want much from them at all. It's kind of weird to not even have a motive for why he would appear and only appear to these children. Mm-hmm. And again, the children. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to have a case when there's only two regular witnesses. But children... Two seven-year-old witnesses... I, you know, here's a, here's a little quick story that's going to help you understand my judgment of this story. Sure. When I was, when I was about maybe 17, 18 years old, we were cleaning out some of the cupboards in our old house. We found a bunch of family, old family VHS tapes, you know, the big chunky ones filmed on those, uh, like big handheld camcorders. Beautiful. If you want to watch them back, you got to plug in the AVI cables and put them around the back of the TV, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're just a bunch of old family videos for when we were uh, over in the States, visiting zoos and things like that. And one video was of the time that we went to, I believe, a place in Florida. I think it's in Florida. Maybe it's in Georgia called uh okie swamp okay swear, it's a real place god damn it that's not the point i'm trying to make might have been in my dreams there was I a wizard yes just one wizard um but it's a place where you can go uh you can like go on boat rides there's like alligator shows and, and all this kind of cool stuff that you can do the videotape was just a fun little recording of like the fun that we'd had that day and uh while we we're watching it through you know it's shots of the family like hey look at this alligator enclosure look at this over here and um i don't remember whether it was me or uh my younger brother colin but pretty much throughout the entire tape we are trying to tell my dad who was the cameraman that an alligator talked to us <laughs> <laughs> that one of the alligators was speaking english <laughs> What did he say? I don't... I See, I, the fact that I don't even remember if it was me or my brother is... uh doesn't help the situation. But it's like... It's just like miscellaneous clips picked up and like... It'll just be like, oh, so here's, you know, here's Hannah over by the enclosure and in the, like the background you can just hear and he was telling me all these crazy things. About, <laughs> like, that narrative continues throughout the
0: entire video. And your dad's trying to make this whole movie like a <laughs> Spielberg production. He's like... He's like, guys, that was act one. You got to move on. This is the same
1: information over and over. But what, what I'm saying is, you know, I or my brother was probably around a similar age, six, seven, uh, believing we had been talked to by an alligator.
0: Yeah, that's worryingly similar to this story because there was also two witnesses.
1: Two witnesses, a swamp. Um <laughs> Uh, But again, that just raises raises the questions uh, as to whether or not we did really talk to an alligator, which I can't remember now. And I feel like that would have left a more permanent scar on my, my, uh, my mind if it had actually happened. I mean, you
0: would think that if it had happened, if an alligator had spoken, that you would at least remember what it said.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point. Unless you were just so shocked, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey kid. <laughs> Holy <laughs> straight to the camcorder. I'm just imagining you guys in the swamp,
1: the alligator pointing to words <laughs> in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Isn't it? It's if like, if the alligator found someone who could understand him and he's like, the kids are like, Oh my God, did you just speak? And it's like, yeah, you, you can hear me. And It's like, yeah. Well, yeah. What do you want to say? Alligators do not really have much going on for it no (laughs) feed me then i'm hungry (laughs) there's not that yeah there's not that much discourse so i think uh i think that's very relative to my understanding of this case that's that's a really illuminating uh anecdote i have to say i'd love to know if these kids to this day still swear by um swear by their story yeah you know meeting sam
0: because on the flip side of this we've previously um investigated stories such as the south african ufo sighting in a playground in a primary school and there was dozens and dozens of children supposedly sighted a ufo and and, teachers i believe and teachers but even the kids you know all these years later some of them still campaign for kind of ufo awareness uh, and they maybe make UFO art or they, they've dedicated their lives to the cause in some way yeah. so
1: that's the least you can do is be aware of UFOs <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the bar is so low
0: yeah, we need to at least keep an eye out don't yeah, yeah so some people do go on to believe I agree it'll be interesting to know sadly we won't know because it was Mr. Y and Faye and Michael who none of those are real names damn it but Roy, at the end of every episode we do have to decide a yes or a no paranormal or not what do you think
1: Love the story, but I do not have enough evidence to confidently say that this definitely took place. I'm gonna go for a no this week. I think it's a double no, guys. Damn. Fascinating
0: as it is, we just don't have enough to go on, and not enough to say that this isn't just a child's imagination, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. So, if your kids have come up with any f-ing fake stories, uh, send them on in <laughs> to this Paranormal Life Podcast at gmail.com. We love to read them. Hope you guys enjoyed the investigation into Sam. The Sandon, Ghost Clown. Thank you so much to Neil for sending this one in. I think he sent it on Twitter, which is a, a turn up for the books. Wow. So thank you to at Brighter Moon.
1: What is our Twitter kit? Hmm. Jog my memory.
0: Uh, I don't know, mate, because I deleted oh. everything last night. No, I was, in a, to... in a of, I was trying to... In a fit of... I was trying In a fit of rage. I understand Because that. someone right. badmouthed us okay. on the podcast, and I said, you know what? F*** this. The people don't deserve I to was know. I trying
1: to do like a little... Like to lead you in like prompt yeah. you in so you Into could what so you could tell everyone our twitter account so we could plug i it told in. you i deleted it
0: ours yes i thought you deleted yours oh i deleted all of it my friend you took it down the people this is why you can't have nice oh, things Jesus okay because Christ. someone I, I, it was a f***ing egg is what it was the profile picture was an egg right, the default and they ones. came on oh, and their God. username was a, a string of numbers actually then. So had, you had don't no know who name. it was. You don't know who. who yeah, was no, 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 no. Okay, I, th- I think, and they actually might have, to be honest, actually uh, added the wrong account. They, I don't know, some spam. They were trying to get me to sign up to some web from cam girl site, I said, you know what, f- this. That's that is why the you last deleted it. Slight on our name on the podcast, everything we work for. I-, I threw it all down the shitter. All right, don't get me started on the Patreon. That f- egg. He came for the Patreon. No too, he so I, I I
1: died. I had to flush it down this shitter. I really did. The Patreon's gone as well. Oh yeah. The Twitter's gone, the Patreon's gone. Instagram? Oh yeah. It's gone. The
0: egg threatened your bank account too, so you might want to check up on your finances because I actually called the called the bank and told them you won't be needing that going forward.
1: You cancelled so. my you cancelled my, cri- my Yeah, I canceled your
0: your finances because listen, the if it wasn't me, the egg was gonna get there. How did this you This guy is on a war path, alright? <laughs> I don't know what his scheme is but he really wants me to sign up to the, to the Cam girl site and to be honest I kind of wanted to sign up to the Cam girl site so it was really
1: I'm just protecting me against myself is that why I mean? my landlord called me this morning I was I didn't know what he was talking about he said that, that we were behind on payments what yeah. did you tell the bank when you called them oh I did
0: actually um I want to check the the lease as well I said you might not be needing that apartment for much longer too alright uh, well that's just we're gonna have to move to uh Australia because I think this egg lives in sydney so we're gonna track him down my friend so we're gonna be looking for a place together there Though so i did delete the patreon so we might need some more cash so go fund me my friends gofundme.com forward slash test paranormal life where for five bucks you can help us fight
1: the egg by the way you used your company email to sign up to the cam girl site what? by the way i know you signed up i didn't up for no it. no
0: no i wouldn't <laughs> i know you I did <laughs> that's funny rory I wouldn't sign up for, I wouldn't spend the people's,
1: the fine people's money like that. It's just, I spend you... Rory's cash like that. I just don't know why you're getting so upset with the egg. If in the end you subscribe to the cam girl, yeah, right. he
0: provided a service. He advertised a quality service to me that I'm very happy with. Okay. But I hate
1: that he was right. All right. I'm starting to think that maybe you didn't cancel my credit cards. You just used all my money. On the cam girl side. Same thing, isn't all it? All right. Well, no, it's not. It's a very different thing. And it definitely didn't mean we had to have our Twitter deleted.
0: Right. Well, we can always you can start a new one, can okay. you? So guys, follow follow the new one. Don't know where it's gonna be, but uh yeah, you'll find it. Uh <laughs> links to all the socials are in the description of this episode to so swipe up on your podcast app of choice. And you can head on over to twitter.com forward slash this paralife, facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life all the socials hit us up remember we're on youtube now you can watch clips the very best of this paranormal life, brought to you in video format Ooh. in hd every week we are
1: doing cam boy services now <laughs> as well to recoup some of the losses we're ironically trying to get the egg on board yeah we're spamming him every morning that day, egg and is night. a cash cow <laughs> please mr egg you gotta come watch me take my top off on OnlyFans. jokes on me he deleted his twitter <laughs> no way of
0: tracking him the down. joke
1: is not on him it's on you it's for, it's for sure on you and of course
0: the mothership for this paranormal life the commune the place where everyone's hanging out oh, that's right the, the halo oh, that floats in the sky and will destroy the universe oh, at the end of time is patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life this is where we put bonus episodes every single month there's over thirty five at this point. These are full length investigations into the paranormal, with such cases as. Just name one. Name one of them. Even one, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, um, we Jesus, what did we do? We did um, something about oh, a Russian sleep experiment. That was actually a really good one. That was a pretty good one. A lot of people have been asking for that on the regular podcast to cover it on the the regular show, but it's not a true story it's a creepypasta so we wanted to keep that kind of aside but we do investigate it to the full scale uh on on uh, the patreon bonus episode so definitely check it out there's a lot of cool episodes like that that are kind of unique and different things you wouldn't get on the regular show unless you like the regular show and then it's it's almost identical to the regular show
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a mix guys you got some some classics thrown in there some cryptid swashbuckling hunting adventures. Yeah. But then you've also got the f-ing Professor X underground laboratory experimental episodes. Oh, yeah. We put a little bit of sugar spice and all things nice and then Chemical X in and create the perfect little girl episode.
1: <laughs> uh, we should investigate the Powerpuff Girls at some point, really, because they're weird. Yeah. A scientist experimenting on children. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not Nuts. right, is it? Uh, five bucks a month gets you access. Listen, for five dollars... Or less, depending on your region. You get access to 35 episodes in one fell swoop. That's cheap. That's cheap. Listen. That's a bargain That's right a there. bargain if ever I've heard one. 20 bucks gets you the This Paranormal Life commune t-shirt, which is the uniform here in the commune. It's made
1: from the finest burlap.
0: <laughs> you're going to love it. It's, uh, i got to say, it's a its a bag of coffee beans with <laughs> our logo stamped on it. There might even be, if you're lucky, there would be some beans still in the sack. <laughs> Guys, I just realized that we're recording this a little bit in advance, but this is coming out just a couple days from Christmas. Wow. Holy moly, we made it through to another one. We should have
1: themed the podcast a little more. Just Just a tiny bit. Let's go back, we'll go from the Did I mention
0: Yet a Santa hat, my (laughs) friends. And that his little wooden
1: ears were made (laughs) in Lapland. He's kind of like a little freak elf, isn't he? (laughs) He kind of is. We just could just like, you know, give it a Christmas coat ink. So instead of, you know, like, two little swamp rats wandering around, it's two little naughty children on Christmas Eve stomping around the snowy swamps when all of a sudden they uncovered a Christmas man with a peculiar little nose. That's pretty good. All right. Let's throw some music on there. Yeah.
0: They were out hunting of little carrots to put on the nose of the snowman when they came across an elf <laughs> the elf said
1: "McGlangaroon."
0: all right okay <laughs> that's el- harder to spin <laughs> the elf said get into my hat you-, <laughs> <laughs> you little f- children
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah! yeah it's, it, there will be some difficulties
0: yeah we can't quite shoehorn this one in but needless to say we hope and wish that you have an amazing christmas and thank you so much for tuning in this year. Sticking with us for another year of this paranormal life. Needless to say it's been a weird one, guys, but I think we've I think we've had fun where we could and we've made the best of it. But we got a lot to look forward to next year, and we're gonna see you right before New Year's Eve to uh celebrate in style. Yeah, can't wait. So until then from our
1: family to yours.
0: <laughs> All right, we're back on the Christmas theme.
1: Again. <laughs> ho ho ho! <laughs> okay. oh, what else?
0: Uh, okay. In eggnog. Uh, no eggnog in the commune. <laughs> been, out of, been out of eggs for months, so
1: <laughs> you're losing your passion a little yeah. bit for the Christmas. Schedule. I don't
0: know. It's hard to get excited, isn't it? Isn't it? No snow.
1: All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about Kit. We will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale. Merry Christmas! I'm back. I'm back, back baby.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.